0: And now it's time for Geek News. With Don. Oh, sweet. Don, what do you got? I want me to go first? Well, we're with Don.
1: You got Billy. I just heard it. Bring the thunder. All right, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. I'll talk a little bit about uh, streaming in the anime world once again. Viz, in a neon alley, I've ragged on that a couple of times already. They have now announced that they're going to merge that with their normal streaming service and further build on their Hulu partnership. I do not know if that means they're going to change their lame structure even more or not. (laughs) Netflix is jumping into the anime streaming world. They picked up Knights of Sindonia, which is coming out next quarter. Though, from what I heard, it's not going to be a simulcast like everybody else does. But they're going to wait till the whole thing is done and then put it all out there to get
0: so, uh, hold on here now. <laughs> They've already got anime. So how is this different from any of the other anime they pick up then? I mean, they're just, is it newer than most of the stuff then? Is that the only real difference?
1: The stuff that they have is stuff that's been released by the US companies, distribution companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is skipping right past that middleman and doing like what Crunchyroll is doing okay. or com is doing and going straight to the streaming. And uh, Hulu's jumping in on it now, too. They're currently simulcasting Future Card Buddy Fight with a dub. Apparently, they're going after the Card Fight Vanguard market as it's a kid card-playing show, making some of us very happy. Sword Art Online 2 has been announced for a upcoming quarter. I know I'm very excited about that.
0: Just real quick, uh, between the two of you, one of our listeners and actually one of our fellow podcasters now, uh, said he started checking out Sword Art online and and is really enjoying it. So it's because uh, you guys have been talking about it.
2: Oh, cool. So, Yay, positive
1: feedback. Yeah. Did you see the second season yet? I have watched the first app. I've just not had the time ah, to sit yeah. down
2: and grind through it.
1: Yeah, great stuff. I really recommend it. Speaking of stuff that you can watch, couple new things coming to Toonami. One of them, Blue Exorcist, I believe, has already started. It's a pretty good shonen action show. About a kid who's actually the son of the devil.
2: That happens every day.
1: In anime? Every other day. (laughs) At Jordan's house? Every morning. (laughs) No, that's my cat. Starting March 22nd, Black Lagoon is coming to Tunami. Presumably with a little bit of editing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I highly recommend it. Whole (laughs) eps... I, I don't know. At least some of the language. Yeah. I don't know about the violence. Hopefully, they keep as much as they can. I just watched the later release extra five episodes. So violent. So awesome. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It was the return of the Terminator made, and it was oh, so sweet. She comes back? Awesome. Yes. Oh, it's so... Oh, wow. She got a
2: standalone or something, too, right? That, that is character? The, oh, that, that is the standalone? Yeah. It's,
1: okay. She returns to town and is out for blood. <laughs> and it, a lot of blood flies. And the last thing I have is a fairly new thing that some companies are trying to use Kickstarter for kind of really niche stuff in the anime world for DVD or Blu-ray releases. The latest one to try this is a company out of the UK that used Kickstarter for a small movie called My My Miracle, M-A-I for my, to get it for a UK and US release. They wanted 30K and they got over 100K. So we're not only getting it, we're getting it with uh, their first... Stretch goal was to get a dub for it, and they had some other stretch goals. So it turned out really well, and I'm hoping
0: that more will go this (laughs) route than that other. I mean, which would you prefer to see happen more?
1: Well, this, I don't actually get to see it in advance, or people don't get that chance. So that's kind of unfortunate. As long as this stays to the really niche stuff like this. This is something that the companies looked at and said, there's no market for this. We can't possibly release it. And yet. And yet, apparently, there is somewhat of a market, at least enough (laughs) Jihaifuru,
2: next, please.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> There's a few I could list, but this is a kind of a short film. It was done by the director of Black Lagoon, actually, but it's a quiet little home movie that uh, I've heard really good things about, and I'm looking forward to watching.
0: The current. Do you have another one? I forgot one. Oh, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, I forgot about one. My favorite one. Last time I thought well,
0: apparently not.
1: <laughs> I was saving it for the end, and it was in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I talked about the different companies that were releasing stuff here in the U.S., and I made some quip about the new Crimson Star Media being a bunch of amateurs. Well, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> <Cease> and, <laughs> I got a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the company is dead, and it's kind of a funny story, so I'm going to relate it. Bankruptcy is totally
2: always funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it's a, a bit morbid, but...
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. We're, I we're, am intrigued. We're in.
0: <laughs> and now,
2: It's time for Don's Horrible News. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The whole company was apparently being run by one guy, this guy named Corey Maddox. If you've listened to the Kickstarter segment of All Us Geeks, you know that doing your own company is kind of a big deal and takes a lot of work and capital and such. Does this tie into Bitcoin at any point? (laughs) I wish it did. Oh, man. The dark net.
0: Yeah, the dark net.
1: (laughs) So he was getting the license by himself. He was finding DVD authors, translator, hiring all the people. Kind of a lot of work for one guy, especially with no capital of his own. He wasn't doing Kickstarter or anything. Reportedly, he was doing it with student loans, but that's not verified. The other thing you got to know about this guy is that he is a convicted sex offender. Not the really bad kind. I think he had some... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> He's the good guy I had it out in the park But I wasn't judging anybody Your honor Just level one please I'd like to keep my job Oh good lord <laughs> there are <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming overnight To your game thing in the summer dude Just putting that out there now <laughs> I,
1: I heard it was something like some pictures on his hard drive, and he blamed his dad for it or something. I don't know. The point isn't the level of guilt here. The point is that, just remember that he had this over his head. He also wasn't really a top name in the anime community, as he tried to do a release once on his own, kind of like this, but tried to get the money up front, and people kind of thought it was a scam, and it didn't go over very well. Well, this time, everything seemed to be in order. We heard mostly from the guy who hired as a translator, heard about what was going on, and the licensing was going well, and they actually pre-ordered it through RightStuff.com. And then this guy goes to an anime convention to promote his new release. Remember the bit about convicted sex offender? Something they're not supposed to do is go to an event with lots of children. (laughs) He is now in jail, and his company is dead.
0: (sighs) Not the bad guy.
1: Glad it can entertain
0: (laughs)
2: I feel I shouldn't I don't be laughing, it, but it
0: just can't, I can't help it. I, good night, everybody.
2: <laughs> just that,
0: done. That was the news.
2: I got no follow-up, so you go ahead.
0: <laughs> All right, so the current Game Crafter contest is being uh, sponsored by the Flux Capacity, uh, who has a Kickstarter out right now as well. But uh, this is kind of cool, especially if anybody is into indie game design. We'll put the link in the show notes for the Geek News. So you can go check out all the requirements for the contest, but you can get an entry in up until May 27th, 2014. The winner is going to receive a publishing contract from the Flux Capacity for their game to be produced in 2015. Second place will get a pack of games from Flux Capacity, and third place we will get a copy of their most current game, which is Give It to the King. Uh, not the one on Kickstarter right now, which has gone Viking, but their previous Kickstarter that was successful. That's pretty cool. Again, that's going on until May 27, 2014. If you've participated in any of the other contests before, this one's a little bit different, so definitely go check out the requirements over on the Game Crafter. I also wanted to point out that Epic Resort is live as of today. It goes through April 6, 2014, and of course I mentioned that because we reviewed it in episode 39, and it wasn't live at that time, so it's live now, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Monsters are still
2: sneaking onto the boat. <laughs> yep,
0: damn dragons. How do they get so small? <laughs> Proto Spiel Milwaukee is going on March 21st through the 23rd in 2014, and put the link to Proto Spiel Milwaukee in the notes as well. That was one I was hoping I'd be able to attend. Unfortunately, that is also my on-call week, so I will not be going. But uh, a lot of good people will be there. And the most recent announcement I kind of remember is that Happy Mitten Games was going to go. So there's uh, lots of uh, publishers but also other game designers there to check out games. And uh, definitely a good time. You may recall we actually have a YouTube video and I think in an audio podcast that was uh, kind of around ProtoSpiel Milwaukee the last time I went. Saga, the comic saga. I uh, just wanted to mention that it is on a small hiatus right now and will return in May. Uh, if you read it, you may know that, but you may not if you don't actually stick around to look in the notes or the, the mail section of the comic. And I know uh, one of the last times they went on hiatus, I guess they do this pretty regularly. Uh, everybody went, sky is falling, it's been canceled. So I just want to point out that you know a comic with this kind of a claim. Now they're just taking a little break. They do it every arc or every six issues or so. They take a few months off and kind of try to get ahead of the head of the game. And then I'll just tease episode forty, the one that uh you're going to hear right after we put out geek news. We have a guest with an announcement on it. So check out the episode when it posts. Not related to sexual offense. <laughs> you never know. Don't don't. <laughs> if that's why people want to tune in, it could be. <laughs> but not Jordan.
2: I'm just thinking of the new trackers we can put on the site now,
0: or <laughs> that, maybe I don't, no. I don't want to know. These I'm going to go in. I'm going to go into work next week and I can't get to all us geeks website anymore. Going go to work next week and you can't get into work anymore. <laughs> A couple comic related
2: items, not related to saga. IDW is adapting Harlan Ellison's original teleplay for the Star Trek episode on the edge of forever. This is the one where uh, they go through the uh, time travel bagel and uh, end up in World War II United States. And uh, everybody falls in love with uh, Joan Collins and then she has to die or Hitler, uh, wins the war. This ep has been just uh, it's an ep that never dies because Ellison wrote it and then it got severely butchered. He says it was butchered. They say it was just <laughs> rewritten many times. To get on TV, uh, he sued them over it a few years ago, trying to get some money for it, uh, even though it doesn't really resemble what he wrote for them anymore. So now IDW is actually uh, adapting the original teleplay uh, for comics. I'm not quite sure how many issues it's going to be, but that'll be out later this year. And on the Marvel side, Marvel has cut a deal with iverse. Now, I believe I've mentioned iverse before. They do... Digital comics, they don't have any contracts with the big two prior to this, but they've got other titles, you know, like Archie Comics and Avatar and, you know, some image and stuff. And they their model is for schools and libraries and stuff. It's digital download and the library pays per click. It's not Netflix like some of the library music services are. It's just a pay-per-click if they download this. And then the click is, you know, the cost is based by the popularity of the title. So now Marvel is actually working with iVerse to get their comics out in multiple languages in this in digital distribution. So they're uh they're going to have 12 languages to start from all different geographies and this is going to be I believe on the PC and the iOS version of their software. I don't know if there is an iVerse uh for Android, there should be. So that's <laughs> That was it. There should be. So they're I'm actually looking forward to see how well that does both for iVerse and for multi comics, because Ivers has a troubled past. No sexual offenders in their <laughs> past, but they have kind of had peaks and valleys in terms of digital distribution of comics, especially related to the big two. So hoping uh, this succeeds well for them, and maybe they will, uh, if not become a competition for Comicsology. at least, uh, well, yeah, I'll say it. I want them to become competition so that the big two at least will realize that full paper price is not, is not good for digital it's it, so it makes no that. sense but anyways that's a whole different epic
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the game side. Uh, well, before you get off, I mean, should we talk about the Comixology security breach at all? Uh,
2: they, they said, yeah, while, but... last week they sent out an email to all their subscribers letting them know they admitted they were very forthright about it that they did have a breach. It was just usernames, no account issue, no account information, no credit cards or PayPal, however, you're doing your, your payments. And they say no passwords were breached. Was just account IDs, but uh, well, they said
0: crypt, they said the the cryptid, yes, the password. But I mean, so if, I mean, if somebody plays long enough, long enough, <laughs> but
2: for that to happen, yeah. if people are up to date on their email, hopefully they've all gone out and changed right. their password. So if you actually have been living under a comic rock for the last week and a half or so, and you use Comicsology, you go out there and change your password. Yeah,
0: well, and the thing was like, especially I think especially on the website, you couldn't log in they forced you to go right to the password change for mm-hmm. a while. I I don't know if they're still doing that or not. One of the other reasons I want to talk about it is cuz I've been dealing with an issue with Comixology ever since. So when we get to what we're actually reading, there's some comics that I, I you and I have talked about that aren't in the tablet version.
2: Mm.
0: They aren't in the Android version, but they're on the website. <laughs> and they skip issues. So like I got through reading and all of a sudden it's like I I was ready to grab issue four and all of a sudden the only thing only thing is issue six but on the website they've got through like issue 11 so i asked them about that because i also had to ask them about since i couldn't purchase them on my tablet through my my google uh uh, wallet account or or play account i tried to use my paypal so i tried to use my paypal account real quick i cannot get it to work (laughs) so i've been the last week and a half Every other day is like, yeah, go out there, delete it, close down your browser, pull it back up, should be fine. Nope. Oh, oh, oh I ran some more fixes. Go out there and do it. Nope. <laughs> Still getting the same error. So uh, the, I've been dealing with them on that. And this is the first time I've ever tried. It, that's the part of the size This is the first time I've ever tried to get anything off of their site because I usually do it through the tablet. So if this was like my first experience with comicsology, I'd be like, I'm not using you guys. You guys suck. You can't even get PayPal to work. <laughs> But yeah, so I've been dealing with them with that ever since the password change. Sucks to be you. Yeah, pretty much. I will never get to read comics again.
2: (laughs) Just break down and go buy the paper issues. Might as well. Same price. There you go. (laughs) Are you, are you done? I suppose. Okay. Um, (laughs) do you have breaking news? (laughs)
1: <laughs> all
2: right. On the game side, a couple FFG-related items. They've announced uh Disc War, a couple Disc Wars expansions. This is a game that I was totally, totally not at all enthused about, and I remain unenthused. It's their POG game, but they've got Hammer and Hold and Legions of Darkness. Oh, this is their Warhammer game. One of them. It's their Warhammer POG game. So Hammer and Hold is uh dwarf-themed as their primary faction in there. And then it's fleshing out some of the factions that came in the uh, starter. And then Legions of Darkness is going to be Vampire Counts and fleshing out some of the evil, which is, well, that's all perspective, evil factions that came in the core box. Both of these are due out uh, in the second quarter.
0: I wanted Zero to do with that as well. And then all of a sudden, everybody started damn talking about it and ranting and raving about it. Like, you bastards. Now I might have to actually check it out at some
2: point. <laughs> See, that happened to me with uh, Dice Masters. Uh, cause I thought that was just going to be Marvel themed warriors, mm-hmm. but it turns out there's an actual game there. Not that <laughs> warriors is bad. I love warriors, but, eh. you know, you can suck eh. it. Uh, but it's actually, uh, there's more competition there than warriors. It's actually, I don't know if you saw the vassal video that he put up last week about it, but that's what got me on the hook. <sighs> I hate myself a little bit every more every day. <laughs> And then they're putting out uh the Game of Thrones a Westeros Intrigue. This is going to be a game of, you know, politics and backstabbing for two to six players. It's designed by Reiner Knizia. Again, this is second quarter. Of course, being Fantasy Flight, we're not gonna see it until 2015. And it's gonna screw up at least three of my oh cool stuff ink pre-orders. But no no. Second quarter two thousand fourteen. Could be Catalyst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, where's that crossfire? How's that going for you? <laughs> <laughs> Canadian smash! A
2: little more positive pieces of news. This time from AEG, Alderac Entertainment. They announced uh, Valley of the Kings. This is going to be an Egyptian-themed deck builder. They don't have a whole lot more than that out right now, but I like Egypt and I like AEG and I like deck builders. And at a suggested price of 20 bucks. I would probably jump on that. It's coming out supposedly in June and AEG is known to stick to their release dates. <laughs> also, they have the Crossfire. Comes Fire.
0: <laughs> it's getting an expansion.
2: They had more boxes of trains than they could sell at Gen Con, okay? But could you get could you get half of the Catalyst products that they were supposed to have at their booth? No. But
0: Crossfire's getting an expansion. Come on. Oh
2: yes, the expansion for the game that doesn't exist. If you'd spend more time vetting your printers instead of worrying about an expansion for a game that hasn't happened. You're You're welcome, Internet. (laughs) Are we into the two years of Shadowrun instead of the year of Shadowrun? (sighs) Legend of the Five Rings has got their first booster set for coming out after the release of Ivory Edition. It's going to be the coming storm. It's going to be in May. The Rokugan is being shaken up by uh, politics and intrigue, as usual. This is going to be their standard release, their uh, 3.99 dollars a pack. Uh, all the usual stuff, more characters, innovative mechanics, all the usual stuff that you gotta like from the, uh, the L5R card game. Slugfest Game is running a Kickstarter for a new printing for Kung Fu Fighting people have liked enough that they reprinted it once and mm-hmm. now they're just taking up essentially custom pre-order for it. Yep. Good game. I'm not going to go Kickstarter or anything.
0: It is a good game, but I don't understand the reason for a Kickstarter. Just print I mean,
2: it. it. Clearly it sells. It's the thing, Each yeah, time exactly. they've put it up, it's sold out. It's sold so. out.
0: Which again, it's just one of those things where I'm always on the fence about business wise. I get it. There's, but still they've, they've got, They've got an infrastructure in place. Do they really need to be throwing over ten? I mean, they must have done the numbers. They they don't mind throwing over the ten percent, I guess. But why? I mean, yeah. you've got you've got the base. <laughs> ah, I don't get it.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it sells. I mean, every time they do something with it. So I yeah, whatever. Slugfest games, kung fu fighting, Kickstarter. Yeah, go look at it.
0: <laughs> and then uh Rivet Wars, <laughs> the last thing of Slugfest games you will ever hear. on <laughs> <laughs> until, to they start and kick,
2: until they start kickstarting on guard now too yeah what was i saying oh yeah rivet wars uh, another game that i had absolutely no interest in but it's the news um <laughs> they're putting out a scenario editor as
0: uh is it the news that you're not interested in it or that it's happening
2: column a column b <laughs> okay some of both They're putting out a scenario editor to let you work with, uh, you know, all the existing stuff that you've got out there for your rivet war. So if you've worked your way through everything that they provided, you can make. Hopefully your own balanced uh, scenarios. You know, I like this. Not so much for River Wars. I like that a lot of the companies are doing that now. You know, Zombie Side does it. You know, River Wars is doing a lot of companies are putting out the scenario editors. A, so they don't have to do as much work to keep you happy. And B, so you you can truly customize and make the, you know, the grind scenario that is going to make all your friends hate you when they realize that you made this specifically to make them die. <laughs> On the miscellaneous side.
1: <laughs> that's always a good sign.
2: It's uh, (laughs) do you have good news today? (laughs) Well, this one isn't not for the employees of Disney Interactive, at least. They have laid off or are going through laying off 700 developers, mostly from Playdom, which is their uh mobile branch, more so than their uh, no, not like Infinity or anything like that. This is their their mobile. Bladem's biggest game to date is the Avengers Alliance, which just keeps selling. Apparently not enough, though, so they're laying off 700 people and shifting a lot of their dev work, which surprises me that it wasn't already to the third world. Dark Horse is coming out with five Game of Thrones figures. Not action figures. These, I do not believe, have points of articulation. They are more like mini statues. They're 7.5 inches tall, and they're doing... Uh, Cersei, Aria, Rob, Jamie, and for some reason, just a generic White Walker. These are going to be 25 bucks each, and they're going to come out in July. And then, in the good news section.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, WizKids has cut a deal with Wizards of the Coast, and they're going to be doing the pre-painted minis for their new adventure line. I mentioned this before, the Tyranny of Dragons. Uh-huh. So WizKids is doing the pre-painted minis for that. And as part of the negotiations for doing that, I assume they have the rights to use the minis for their own purposes because they announced Attack Wing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Which is going to be Attack Wing only with
0: dragons. Yeah. It's not. Dragon Lance. It is not yet Dragon Lance.
2: (laughs) Way to ruin the good news. It's not Dragon Lance. (laughs) But they've given a a few indications of what it's going to be. The dragons are going to be on pegs, like Attack Wing and X-Wing. But they said that there's going to be ground troops as well. Uh, I haven't indicated whether that's going to be pogs, but WizKids uses pogs a lot. So I assume those are going to be pogs or not full on. Well, they have the figures. They're making the figures. They can throw the figures in. That is a bit of a detractor for me. I was very excited with the concept of Attack Wing or, you know, Dragon Wing until they announced Ground Troops. <laughs> so if you can just play this game without Ground Troops, then I will continue to get on it. If you actually have to have the Ground Troops to make this a fully playable game, then I will not get on it. But uh, they've all got a release schedule. It's WizKid, so who knows how they're going to stick to it. But they're looking at uh, October and December for their first two waves. Uh, eleven dragons in their first wave a three, three three figure starter box like they did with attack wing and then eight individual dragons and then uh three more dragons in december
0: and that is what we have for happy peak news, news. <laughs> <laughs> <Jerk>. <laughs>